there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. My name is Evelyn, your host, mindset transformation coach, and today I am joined by Maggie Dong. Welcome, Maggie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. So Maggie is a podcaster, healer, fitness, and life coach, and channeler who helps people master their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness so that they can raise their consciousness and live with fulfillment. Yeah, so a little bit about what I do is I focus on the four areas of fitness. Like we talked about the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, because I realized that if we miss any one of those areas, we end up trying to fill a void within ourselves that cannot be filled. So that's why it's important to come to that inner balance of these four areas so that we can live with fulfillment from the inside out. That's that's important. You know, I, I like and appreciate when coaches are taking a more holistic approach where they're addressing several areas because sometimes you need the support of the other areas to really make a change or impact. A hundred percent. I mean, I used to only focus on the physical. I came from kind of the fitness industry fitness space. And I realized down the line that 
I wasn't fulfilled with just focusing on how I look and what I eat every day and how many exercises I can do at the gym. It's important to take care of our physical health, but that's just not enough to create that balance. Mm -hmm. So was the fact that you started to feel unfulfilled what drove you to then look at these other areas? Yeah, so I feel like it naturally evolved for me because I realized that I was very body focused. I looked at myself in the mirror all the time. Uh, I was weighing myself every day. I woke up just to figure out how to control my nutrition for the day. Um, it was very obsessive. It got to a point where I said, this is, first of all, not healthy to be this obsessed over my body and over food. And the other thing was, there is so much more to life than just how we look. There is mindset, relationships, spirituality. I mean, these are the things that truly I focus on way more now than my body. I mean, I still go to the gym and take care of my health, but that's not really my priority right now. Mm -hmm. I think the whole uh, looking at your body kind of goes along with going to the gym because you are trying to see what those gains are, how your body is changing physically. But to your point, when it becomes obsessive, where you're constantly looking at that, that's a sign of something being wrong, maybe with the mindset or perception. Oh, 100%. I mean, I've worked with fitness clients as well over um, a period of a few months where I was solely doing fitness coaching. And I realized that these clients were becoming very obsessive over their body because we were only focusing on the nutrition and the exercise and obviously a little bit of mindset behind that because mindset does play into fitness. But I didn't want to keep on focusing on just the physical aspect of our lives, which is why I decided to expand my business as well to the four areas. And I switched up my entire podcast to the four areas instead of just that one, because I didn't want people to start diving deep, deep into their physical body and become stuck there. Mm -hmm. So you first, you know, did the work for yourself, right? You went through this process of figuring out what was lacking and then working on these other areas. At what point were you driven to now share that with other people and become a coach? Yeah, so I no longer coach. I, I did coaching for a while. So I first started off mm -hmm. with the nutrition, diet, mindset, that kind of coaching. And then I expanded to more of life coaching, the holistic approach of life. And I nowadays don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore just because I want to spread my message to more people. So that's why I focus way more on content creation, podcasting, so that I can get the message out there. But I started coaching because I realized that having that support system, having that guidance, it's it's huge. Having some accountability to help us reach our goals. 
because when we're doing it on our own, a lot of people tend to fall off <laughs> the wagon. It's like on and off mm -hmm. and there's no consistency there. And there's, you know, a lot of information out there. We have all the information that we need, but how many people are actually willing to take action on that information? So that's why I started with coaching initially, but then I realized that the coaching aspect of it is not really for me personally. <laughs> I enjoyed a lot working with clients one-on-one and getting that experience to further help other people, but that one-on-one -on -one aspect wasn't for me anymore. Because the one-on-one -on -one aspect, what I've found is that some people hire coaches for great reasons. You know, they're improving themselves. They're wanting to evolve. They're wanting to grow. And they're actually willing to put into work. Those are like my perfect type of clients, my favorite clients. And I also had some other clients who signed up for these coaching programs and they were waiting for me to save them because they signed up to work with me. So some people think that once you hire a coach or once you go to a therapist or a mentor or whatever, that your problems are now over, that you can just sit there and wait for the other person to help you and do the work for you. But that's not how it works. If you're not willing to put in the work, things are not going to change. And truly, I think a coach or a healer is somebody who gives you the tools that you need so that you can eventually do it on your own. People don't need to rely on me to heal them. That's not what a healer is. I don't do the healing for them. I activate things in them so that they can do the healing on their own. Mm -hmm. That's an important point you made there uh, for the audience that's listening. If you're looking to work with a coach or even looking to be a coach yourself, coaches are accountability partners. We help to pull things out that are already present in you or help to develop uh, practice, habits, rituals, mindset, what have you. But we don't do the work for you you yourself have to do the actual work. We're not going to fix you. We're not going to save you. We're just offering tools and resources to help you accomplish what you need to accomplish to get from point A to point B. Oh, 100%. And having that victim mentality in anything in life is not serving you. Because from my experience, my kind of background was I lost my mom when I was 16. And at that point, my dad had already been in jail for about two years. So all of a sudden, I needed to step up and take responsibility for my life. But I didn't know that at the time. I was waiting for somebody to come in and pick me up and come save me and help me get my life together. But I sat mm -hmm. in that space for a few months, realizing that nothing changed. Because no one, literally no one was going to come to save me. Who was I waiting for? And mm -hmm. that victim mentality kept me stuck there for a while until I decided to step up and take responsibility for my life. I did go to see a therapist, 
to help me heal a lot of these um, depression, anxiety, grief, these issues that I was dealing with. But ultimately, I still needed to do the work. I mm-hmm. couldn't sit there and wait for somebody to come save me. And that's what I see a lot with people nowadays is that they're waiting for that savior. They're waiting for somebody to come in and fix all of their issues, but no one is coming to save you. You are here to save yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, for sharing that part of your story as well. The fact that, you know, your mother passed away, your dad is in jail and you found yourself having to essentially take charge of your life and not really knowing how to do some kind of waiting for somebody to save you, but for ultimately realizing that you had to save yourself. Not everyone is that lucky or comes into that awareness so quickly. Thank you. I think life kind of forced me into that position to learn that lesson because without all of these circumstances and adversities, I would have never learned um, certain things And that's why I'm so grateful for these adversities. When people are going through challenges and adversities in their lives, which I know that a lot of people are, especially in the past year or so, a lot of changes happening in people's lives. But these adversities are here to teach us lessons. And when we get through it and make it to the other side, we realize that we're so grateful for exactly how everything happened because we we are different through these dark moments. Without the shadows, without the darkness, we would never grow. Well said. Uh, I agree with you 1,000% there. Sometimes we look back at those challenges and adversities as negative things in our life. But really, for those of you that do that, you want to look at the positive or the flip side. Because out of that adversity and challenge, you had some growth, you had some development, and you are the person you are today because of that. So you want to think about that and reframe it to the positive if you're solely focusing on the negative. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's our natural instinct to find the negatives in a situation. Our minds Mm -hmm. like to create these fear-based stories about the past, the future, and what's going to go wrong, what's coming next. So many worries and stresses, but we have to catch ourselves in those moments. And first of all, ask ourselves, are these things even true? Are these the Mm -hmm. stories that we're making up in our heads? Or are these genuinely going to happen? But most of the time, mm-hmm. it's these stories that we're making up in our heads. We're worrying about the future that doesn't even that doesn't even exist yet, and creating anxiety for ourselves. That's true. I'm a planner, um, so I tend to always, you know, think ahead. But obviously, for somebody who doesn't have the tool set and doesn't really know how to plan properly, you will have that anxiety. You will have that negative thought process, which is our go-to, right? We go to, like you said, the negative first instead of the positive, instead of reframing things to serve us. Um, We have to be aware, though, and really focus on the present. You can't focus all your time on the past, which you can't change, or the future, which, like you said, hasn't happened yet. 
A hundred percent. I mean, being fully present, it's so important. And I don't think a lot of people can do this. We're either living in the past or the future because we're stuck in our heads. Your mind is only going to take you to some imaginary scenario that is not right here and right now. So when we truly get into the present moment, you realize that in this moment, there's nothing for you to worry about. You're just here. You're safe. You're protected. You have everything that you need in this moment. And all of these fear-based stories are just stories that we tell ourselves. And it's not even, you know, rewriting everything into this more positive tone because we know that life is not just all positive and rainbows and sunshines. Mm -hmm. It's seeing things for exactly what they are without putting a negative or positive twist on it. You just see everything in this moment for what it is. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, it's right. We're human. Not everything's going to be roses and rainbows or positivity. You know, even as individuals who preach positivity or like myself who focuses on mindset, there are moments where you are stricken with something and you can't just look at the positive outlook. Uh, confession time. <laughs> I am the queen of what if scenarios. I will tell you my partner's like, ah, why do you always do these what ifs? They're not real. Um, but obviously I have the tools that to kind of take a step back and, and assess, okay, why am I thinking of the scenario? What is the underlying source that I have to uncover to prevent that from spinning out into something more. Yeah. You know, those what ifs I used to get stuck in them too. I was a planner. Like you said, I was planning out everything to the T and if things didn't go my way, I would start beating myself up and getting stressed out and getting anxiety. But I realized that what, do I actually have control over, right? We think that we have control over the future, over circumstances, over what other people are doing. I mean, we like to control things that are outside of ourselves. But at the end of the day, what we can really control is just ourselves. There's nothing outside of us that we can control except our reactions to these things. Mm -hmm. Well said. You can only control yourself and how you react. You have no control over anything else that is outside of you. So Maggie, um, I have. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, please. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that we spend a lot of energy, you know, creating these scenarios and trying to control outside circumstances when if we spend all that energy focusing on ourselves and truly what is within us already, I mean, our lives would be so different. I agree. I think if we did more things <laughs> in a way that serves us and had a full understanding of what we can control, like we talked about the self and how you react, things might be a little more simpler. You might avoid a bit more pain, a bit more heartache. But it's not a perfect world and we are human. And even those of us that coach are susceptible to these moments. 
So I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you no longer do uh, one-on-one coaching. So clarify for us what you're doing, how you're engaging as a coach. Yeah, so I don't even consider myself necessarily a coach um, Mm -hmm. or a healer. Like, I don't like putting these labels on what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can do a lot of things. I mostly focus on the podcast. So I do put out a lot of content in that way. But you can call that coaching. I mean, pretty much Mm -hmm. I'm putting out an information for people to take it. But it just depends on how you look at it. Some people think Mm -hmm. that this is coaching. Some people think that this is healing. Some people just find it to be entertaining to listen to my podcast, which is great. Um, But I don't do that one-on-one aspect anymore. I do have mm-hmm. self-paced programs out for people to engage in if they want to. But I do that because, like we talked about, people have to put in the work on their own. I'm not here to hold anybody's hand through their journeys. The program that I have out I give out all the information, all the tools and the steps to get to where they want to be, but it's self-paced and self-guided. So people have mm-hmm. to actually show up for themselves once they sign up. Gotcha. And then apart from the course, that self-guided course that you've developed, uh, you have the podcast where you're disseminating more information, which like you said, folks can see as coaching because you are sharing info that is going to impact their life in one way or another. Yeah, the podcast, I mean, it's information for everyone who wants to listen to it. It's free. That's just what I love to do for people who maybe if they never sign up for anything that I put out, they can listen to the podcast and get the information they need. And the thing with information, like we said, is that you can get a lot of information and take no action on it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's up to ourselves to take the information that we need and then implement that into our lives and integrate because you're not really learning anything if you just listen to something and you don't Mm -hmm. act on it. Yes, I agree. That is the key takeaway here, guys. The information is available to you. It comes to you from many different sources. But ultimately, if you are not taking action on that information, it is not serving you and it's not helping you. Right. I used to read and listen to a lot of things. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine just a couple of weeks ago because we're very similar in that aspect where we love listening to podcasts. We love Uh, reading books. And he was reading, I think, like two books a week, which is crazy. And we had this conversation where where he, he was expressing to me that he didn't feel like he was evolving a lot in his life. I mean, he was reading a lot of books, two books a week, and listening to so many podcasts. But he still felt like his growth was kind of stagnant. And I had this conversation with him. I said, so you're reading all of these books, but why? What's the purpose behind reading these 
books, two a week, just for the sake of reading, just to say that you read two books a week, because we can all read, we can all gain access to this information. But what are you doing with this information? What work Mm -hmm. are you doing on yourself after you've received the guidance? And, you know, nowadays, after that conversation, I think he stopped reading the two books a week, but I've seen his growth in the past couple of weeks, which is incredible. And that's from him actually diving within himself and looking at himself to assess what he needs to work on and actually doing the work. So it makes a big difference once we make that commitment to look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And you coached your friend to help him understand or figure out why he was doing what he was doing and which tied into his development, right? Not feeling like he was growing, even though he was reading, you know, two books a week. Um, I can actually relate to that. I'm a big reader. I've always been an avid reader from a young age. But when I got to a point where I was exploring the whole coaching aspect and going through my education, um, I realized I'm reading all these books. I'm listening to all these podcasts but I'm not actually applying what I'm learning. So that made me do a whole sort of like flip where now the books that I get, they fall into two categories. One is for self-development or education. And one is just for fun, just for imagination. Right. Um, So the books that I get for self-development and just improving my life overall, those all have a purpose. I get them with the purpose that I'm going to take some action. So my books nowadays, if you look at them, they have like notes and scribbles and highlights because I'm reading with the intent of applying what I'm reading. Oh, I love that. And we do get to this point where we don't even need to read books. I mean, I love reading. I love podcasts, but all of these things are at the end of the day, pointing us back to ourselves. And Mm -hmm. these are just guides. We don't need these guides forever. We don't need these tools forever because we already have everything within ourselves. If we didn't have any of this, if we didn't have technology, if we didn't have the books and the podcasts, we would still find a way to Mm -hmm. heal and grow because our bodies can do that. We have all the tools within ourselves, but these guys are just pointing us back to what we already mm-hmm. have within. Mm-hmm. That's very true. We do have all the tools and resources we need uh, within us. And if we didn't have all this ease and access and information, we would figure it out in some way. But what I think that that happens, you know, with these books, with these sources, whether it's the internet, a book you're reading, a podcast, uh, an audio book, it's just sort of serving as a reminder or as some sort of accountability, right? To remind you on, on what you're able to do, accomplish, or have access to in terms of information. Oh, 100%. I mean, these things are just bringing our awareness to what we already know. <laughs> Because sometimes we forget what we know within us and we need these reminders from time to time. And I love technology for that. It's like whenever I 
feel like I need a reminder of something, I will find it because the information is there. But like we talked about, if we have this reliance on technology, if we say that I need to listen to podcasts, I need to read books, otherwise I can't figure it out, then we're essentially giving our own power away to these external sources. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the true power lies within ourselves. That is actually an interesting concept that you brought up. And and there's a a contradiction there too. Uh, Because like you said, you don't want to be reliant on something, right? Even with coaching, the whole uh, purpose of coaches is to work with a client, give them the tools and resources, and off they go to apply uh, those resources and tools as they continue their their life, right? So similar to anything else, you don't want to develop a reliance because you really do have everything you need, like you said, within you. Yeah, I mean, it's just going back to why are we doing certain things? Why are we working with coaches? Why are we listening to podcasts and reading books? If we do something because we feel like we're supposed to or we think we need to do it, we have to, then that's that's a reliance because you don't have to do anything. You're not supposed to do anything. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. that you are supposed to be a certain way. You're supposed to do certain things. But at the end of the day, what do you really want? What what do you want? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter how other people are living their lives. What do you want? And that's the intention behind these things. If you are hiring a coach because you want to evolve, then by all means, you know, hire a coach. But if you're doing it because you feel like you are supposed to and otherwise you can't evolve, then um, I, I feel like we have to come back to ourselves and and think on that for a little bit. Yeah, so that's that's important. The why is the driver. The why is what ultimately sets you on any path that you're going to take. If you don't know what your why is, whatever you're doing at some point, is going to show up, there's going to be a negative impact to you. Obviously, you want to live authentically. You want to live in alignment with what serves you. And part of that is that why. You don't want to just do things because you have to. I don't like that word, that combination, have to. It seems forced. It actually sounds negative. Um, So really, it comes down to why you're doing something, is it serving you and is it in alignment with you? Oh, I'm with you. I don't like to use the phrases have to, or you should, or you're supposed to, because like you said, it seems forced. It seems like somebody else is telling you that you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And where where is the authenticity in that, right? Are you doing it because truly it's in alignment with you? So I just take those words like out of my vocabulary. I don't tell anybody that they should do anything. I don't tell myself that I should do anything. Even, you know, for example, let's say a friend calls me. Should I pick up the phone? Do I have to pick up the phone or do I want to, Mm -hmm. you know, like 
if I feel obligated to do something in any way, then it doesn't even feel comfortable doing it, first of all. And I'm not going to show up 100% for that activity Mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm obligated to do it. So why not, you know, if I don't feel like picking up the phone in this moment, I can just simply send a text and be like, I'll call you tomorrow. It's that simple. But people don't have those boundaries. People are scared to say no. And they feel like they should do things. They're obligated to get themselves into these situations. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, you just brought up a really good uh, point there. Healthy boundaries and saying no, right? So the have tos, the should, those are all stemmed in those boundaries and being able to say no, because it's not in alignment with you. Um, And as women, especially, I feel like we tend to be more considerate, more caregivers. And so we struggle more so with saying no, right? So ladies that are listening out there are watching on YouTube, you have to set healthy boundaries, you have to change the phrasing, the have tos, the shoulds, you're not forced to do anything, you are in control of yourself and how you engage. And so you have to be able to say no to things that are not in alignment with you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, boundaries, this was a difficult one for me, because I went from not being able to say no at all. I mean, a few years ago, I was in this relationship. And I got myself into the situation where I went to the store this one day and this random guy came up to me and asked for my number. And I was in a relationship, right? So I knew that I didn't want to give this other guy my number. I had no interest, but I couldn't say no. Like something Mm -hmm. inside of me was just scared to say no. So I ended up giving my number to this guy and had this whole thing with my partner at the time because I couldn't say no in that moment. I was scared. So that taught me a lot about healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Why are we so scared to say no? Why do we sacrifice what we actually want for someone else to make somebody else comfortable. I think it's that people pleasing mentality. Mm -hmm. And I had that too. I was trying to make everybody comfortable. I was trying to be there for everyone and help everyone and make everyone happy. But we have to understand that we can't make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. We are here to stay in alignment with ourselves and become the best versions of ourselves. We're not here to please everyone. Right. So I actually have a question. This kind of came into my head. Do you think that some of the reasons why we don't say no has to do with FOMO, like the fear of missing out on something? Even if you don't want to do it, you might say yes, because you think that in some way you might miss an opportunity. A part of that could be, definitely. I feel like some people do have that fear of missing out on certain opportunities. And this just reminds me of um, a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago too. So my friend got offered this job that he was thinking of taking. And, and I knew deep down this wasn't the 
best, you know, option for him. He had other options, but he was considering this one because he said, you know, the universe presented me this opportunity. So I feel like I should take it because this opportunity is presented to me. And I said, so what if you have a lot of different opportunities presented at you? Are you just going to take all of them? Like, do you have the capacity to take all of them? And he kind of thought on that for a little bit. And what I told him was, if you say yes to everything, because just just because you feel like it's an opportunity, that everything is an opportunity, then that's how you get poisoned down the road <laughs> because you take everything that you see as an opportunity, but like you didn't even think what this will lead down to. And the job opportunity that he was considering, I knew that it was going to be kind of like a dead end thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, if you think that everything is an opportunity, you get poisoned by the end. Because you didn't think for yourself before picking the path that you want to be on. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. You don't always have to jump on everything that comes your way. Sometimes the universe is putting something to, to show you, right, what's out there, but not necessarily for you to jump on it. Or it could actually be there to show you a potential or to even move you against it to something else that could be in your purview. Yeah, you know, the universe will show you exactly what you need to see, but it doesn't mean it's an opportunity for us to always act on. Mm -hmm. It could be a lesson. It, if you act on it, I mean, it's going to be a lesson for you, but uh, just think for yourself before you act on different things. Like we talked about, if you are let's say taking a job because you feel like you have to, mm -hmm. you feel like you're obligated to do it. That's when I feel like you end up getting yourself into a situation where you are unhappy. That's true. A lot of times, like you said, we'll see something and we'll jump on it and it may not be the right fit. It may not be an alignment. Um, there could be a lesson there, although I feel like lessons are everywhere <laughs> with everything that we're doing. Um, and if you're not certain, if you're not fully assessing what is presented to you, you could, like you said, find yourself in pain or something that's hurting you or something that's not ultimately beneficial to you. Right. So, so, I mean, yeah, like the suffering part. We create a lot of our own suffering just from the decisions that we make. And a lot of people are blaming life for these adversities. And obviously, you know, um, a lot of these adversities, they're, they're difficult, but these choices are linked to one another, right? The one choice you make right now can impact what your life is like in the future. Mm -hmm. So before, you know, we start playing the victim in every situation, ask ourselves, how, how do we even get here? What choices do we make to get to this point? That's very true. We are a product of our experiences. We are a product of the choices that we make. 
where you are in life today, what you're dealing with, these are things that you have chosen. It's a path that you have chosen. And along that path, you have made decisions to get you to where you are today. So like you said, we can only control ourselves and our reactions. And that's also tied to our choices. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just taking responsibility for our lives and realizing that we had a choice in every moment. Words of wisdom, guys. I hope you're listening. You might want to rewind that and replay it. Uh, So Maggie, we talked about, you know, how you got into what you do, your catalyst, what first inspired you. You mentioned you have this podcast where you put out information and you have this self-guided course. What is the name of your podcast and your course? Yeah, so the podcast is called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. So it's on all platforms, I believe. You can just search it up or search up my name. And the course is called Heal. And that's where we do the work and heal ourselves so that we can um, liberate ourselves from the traumas that we've experienced. I love that. So if you guys are looking to heal and learn a bit more about Maggie, obviously we're going to put all of the information, how to get in touch with her, how to access what she's putting out there and the YouTube details and podcast details. So make sure to check her out and listen to her podcast, which has a holistic view, physical, mental, internal, what have you, spiritual. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. I'm so happy to have had you to have, you know, have you tell us your story, have you share your wisdom. And of course, we went through a bunch of different topics that are going to be super beneficial for the audience listening. So before I let you go, Maggie, any last words you want to share with the audience? Yeah, so what comes to me right now is actually something that we briefly mentioned. It's just being present in every moment. We overcomplicate life. We we create problems that don't exist. We get ourselves stuck in the past and the future. But when we're truly present here, when we're getting out of our heads, life is so simple. And all it takes is just for us to get out of those repeating thought patterns and just get into the moment. Because in this moment, There's nothing to worry about. And if you can truly live your life moment by moment, then that's how you experience freedom. That's a beautiful message and one that is so important. I hope you guys really took that in. If not, rewind and listen again. That present moment awareness is so important. And like she said, we tend to overcomplicate things. So go ahead and rewind that and really absorb what she said. Thanks again, Maggie. Thank you. All right, guys, like I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.